This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That whom God has afflicted for secret aid, he comforts and heals and calls them friends. In the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, which is the basis of the Christian faith in a way, it is said, although he had done nothing that was violent, he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to bruise him and to bring grief to him. But when he makes himself an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring. And he shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul and be satisfied. <coughs> now to understand this strange mystery, let me share with you an experience of my childhood. Undoubtedly, you know it. You've either witnessed it or you've done it yourself. My mother was very fond of flowers. I could see her every morning with her parasol. She was very fair of skin, and she always had this parasol against the sun, not against rain. And she and her gardener would go into her garden and he would do all the weeding and the digging and the watering but she did all the little grafting. She loved the thought of grafting. Well, you know what a graft is? You take a bud, a shoot, some virile part of a plant that is capable of propagation. Then you make an incision into another, I would say, stalk. And then you take this bud and you simply insert it into another stalk. Different plant altogether. And then you tie it securely and then in time it takes. The grass takes. It adheres to that place. And then when the time comes for the bearing of the flower or the fruit, it brings forth after its parent kind, 
not the kind on which it is grafted. It brings forth after that from which it was taken. That is the story of the Christian faith. Here is the bud that exists in its perfect state in the parent tree of life. Then it is detached from the tree of life and transplanted. Then it in its turn becomes the parent. For the fruit that it brings forth is that of the parent tree. So Jesus Christ, look upon now, just for reason, for a little moment, as the bud that exists on the tree of life. It's transplanted not upon any particular person in this world, <coughs> but upon human nature. To lift human nature to the level of God. So here, this transplant, transplanted on human nature, this violent, violent thing that is human nature, every moment of time, the horrors that take place in the world, on this it is inserted, embedded. And then it takes, the graph takes, and then in good time, in the fullness of time, when there is a moment for the bringing forth of the fruit, bringing forth of the flower, it brings forth the flower of the tree of life, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For here we are now on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and to raise it to the level of the tree of life for it has life in itself the bud is transplanted it is grafted unto this human nature not grafted unto an individual well, I can see my mother now actually doing this little job on a certain branch and then, in the course of time, when he was ripe for the bursting of the flower, out would come the flower, not of that on which it was grafted, but that from which it was taken. So we are the sons of God. And we actually came down into this world, and we are grafted under human nature. And in the fullness of time, we will bring forth the fruit of the tree of life. And the fruit of the tree of life is David. David is the son of God, the Father. You who existed and participated in the life of the tree of life, when detached from it, and inserted into this tree of knowledge which is human nature 
when the draft takes place and you actually absorb the self. You don't pretend it. You can't pretend you're human. You actually become human with all the violence that is the animal world. And so you actually adhere to that tree of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then as you adhere to it, it not only feeds upon the sap of that tree, but it begins to grow. And then in the fullness of time, it brings forth its fruit. But the fruit is of the tree from which you were taken. And you bring forth daily. Therefore, you are then the father. You are the parent. You were not the parent when you participated in the life of that tree, the tree of life. You could only become equal to and be the parent by detachment from that tree, an attachment to human nature. And you suffer and do all the things that you do in this world. But in that fullness of time, you bring out the fruit of the tree from which you were detached, not the tree on which you are attached. Now, we know this is true in the world of the lower faith. I saw it in my own home, and Mother, the gardener, so loved her flowers. She had a passion for flowers. And I can see her now going month, six days a week, Sunday was out. He didn't come to work, and we were all off the uh, church. So Sundays were not included in the day of mothers grafting and mothers doing the things with the garden. But six days a week, I can see her with her little parasol, shading her head. She's very fair, blue eyes, blonde, and very fair of skin, and shading her head from the sun. And our gardener would simply dig, and he would weed, and he would put all the things that were necessary, as she dictated. But when it came to this little incision into the plant, and she would take the bud, a vigorous bud, capable of propagation. And then she would actually insert it, and actually sow it. That was an embedment into this new stock. And when it came forward, it brought forth not the thing on which it was feeding. It brought forth that from which it was taken. It only simply used that stock. So here, you and I have not appropriated as sons of God. We are the buds coming down from the tree of life. We have not appropriated this individual or that individual, we've appropriated the nature of humanity. That's what we appropriated. And we aren't fooling, we aren't kidding, we aren't pretending. We have to actually assume all the weaknesses, all the limitations of humanity. As Solus in the 8th chapter of Matthew, he took upon himself all the misery and all the diseases of man. As we are told in that wonderful 53rd chapter of Isaiah, all the things of the world you can think of 
he took it upon himself. So here tonight, I am talking to you who came down with me. Do not let anyone tell you that one little being outside of you differs. You are that bud from the tree of life. So when you are told in scripture, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Bear what I just told you in mind. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now that word became flesh and dwelt in us. That incision was made. It's not going to be made, it is made. It dwells in us. The graft is there, it will not fail. My word shall not be turned unto me void, but it must accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For what did I send it? To bear the fruit of the tree of life. And the ideal flower of that tree is David. You bring forth David. And if you bring forth David, then you are the father. While you are still in the tree of life, partaking of the life of that tree, you were not father. You were perfect, enjoying it all, but you were not the father. By detachment, and then incision into this that is called human nature. You then feed on the step as the little bud does. And then you begin to grow on that on which you are grafted. But you do not bear the fruit of the tree on which you are grafted. You bear the fruit of the tree of that from which you were detached. We are the sons, we are the buds, detached from the tree of life and grafted onto human nature. And in this way we lift the whole thing up. Everything must be lifted up. So in the end there is only God the Father. So here, that word, and when I get your letters, this week I had three perfectly wonderful ones. One friend of ours here, he's here tonight, a dream of her dead father. Her father died a few years ago. And here she is in this room, this hotel room, and the maid said, well, he's dead. It's obvious that he's dead. And she knows her father had died. And then looking at him, suddenly, the seat began to show a certain uh, livingness, as though blood is coming into it. And then from the feet, right straight up to the head. Then he sits up and he tells us that he is not dead. Well, it's obvious that he is not dead. Here is the return of the Father, that someone in my audience tonight could have a vision of that nature. 
To the average person, it means nothing. To me, it means so much. Because here, he's actually seeing what is the fear of the whole vast world. It's a subconscious fear. They're fear that nevermore would find their father, who was built in from eternity, within them. She's finding the cause now of the whole phenomena of her life. For the father who died, he died. For everything this world is a symbol. Her earthly father was only a symbol of the eternal father. Now she sees the earthly father in her vision. And he's dead, she knows he's dead. And all of a sudden he's returning to life and he sits up and tells her that I'm not dead. Which is obvious that he's not dead. So now the father in her is coming to life. And if the father comes to life, then the father has one son, therefore it's in the very being who had the vision. She is going to have the experience of being the father of what? Of the perfect truth, which is David. That's why we are here. Everyone must bring forth that truth, that flower, which is David. Then instead of being one who participates in the life of the parent tree, which is the tree of life, by detachment, as she said, you could see that all the veins were detached, as she said in her letter. And in some strange way, they must have adhered in some way. And then life once more became alive within him. He was regenerated. Well, you take a little bud. I can see my mother detaching it. You take some little sprout, and you simply detach it. It's from some girl's sock. And then you make an incision, and then you put it in, and then you tie it, and then it adheres to that sock. And then all of a sudden, in due course, it begins to grow. And it grows, and then in season, it brings forth its fruit, its flower. And it's the flower of the tree from which it was taken, not the flower of the tree on which it is attached. So here we are the bud. We are the being spoken of in Scripture as the Word of God. And I will send my Word and heal them. I will send my Word and my Word becomes flesh. It takes upon itself human nature and dwells in us in human nature. It doesn't pretend that it is. So let no one tell you because of your past, if you have a memory of any violence, that it's unforgivable. You are outgoing it. You are attached to the most violent thing in the world, the thing called human nature. It's part of the animal kingdom. And your attachment will actually take. You came down. Only that which comes down can ascend. No one can ascend into heaven but that which descended from heaven. So you are the one that came down. And you came down to redeem human nature. But you are the God that came down. And all of us are the gods, the sons of God. And it was God's pleasure for us, the sons of God, to be detached. And then ourselves become God the Father. 
to whom God afflicts for secret age, he comforts and he heals and then he calls them friends. So here, in that wonderful 53rd, it was the will of the Lord to bruise him. The will of the Lord to bruise him. You mean God, the God of love, it was his will to bruise him unless he bruised him to detach me from his body was certainly an operation. To send me out from his being where I participated in the life of the tree of life was an operation. And that certainly was bruising, that was severing the veins, severing the entire thing to send me out and then implanted into human nature. And so we're all implanted in human nature. And the graft will take. Let no one tell you that it will fail. My word shall not be turned unto me void. It must accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent. Therefore receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save yourselves. So instead of being a part of the tree of life and being perfect in it, you are detached, you bear the fruit of that tree, and therefore you are now the parent. Before you were not the parent, you only participated in the life of the tree. By detachment and by the transplant, you then in turn become the parent. And now you are God the Father. Everyone is destined to become God the Father. And to be God the Father, you must produce the fruit that is the fruit of the tree of life, which is God the Father, and that fruit is David. So he brings forth David, you bring forth David. And then when we all bring forth David, we are the tree of life, having life in ourselves. Rather than participating in the tree of life, we are the being that is the tree of life. We are life in ourselves. So as the Father has life in himself, he granted the Son also through this experiment to have life in himself and the only way he could prove it is to bring forth the fruit of that tree and the fruit of that tree is David. Experience the best in relaxation and entertainment with Saul Good streaming at saulgood.org. Our extensive library features hundreds of audiobooks, thousands of short stories, original podcasts, and popular sounds for sleep, meditation, and relaxation all ad-free. Whether you want to escape into a good book or fall asleep to your favorite ambient sound, we have something for everyone. Go to solgood.org to start streaming and discover your new go-to for entertainment and relaxation. That's S-O-L-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G. Here when you read it, bear in mind what I've told you tonight. You're infinitely greater than you think you are. You and I came down, and if one goes before in time, it doesn't mean he's better than. No one is better than when we all bring out the same son. So let no one tell you because of he preceded you in a chronological time sequence that he is better than. We're all one. 
all are the same God the Father. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Chose us all as the buds upon the tree. And then implanted us, not in individuals, to make one better than the other, but in human nature. We assume human nature unto our sacred person. For may I tell you, Jesus Christ is a person. Let no one tell you it's some peculiar, impersonal force. I can't develop it tonight in its fullest. I will try it on Monday. Well, it's too long a story to show you how Jesus Christ truly is a person. That, that God of which I speak, just to use it as an analogy, is truly a person. And that person comes out, although existed on the tree and participated in the life of that tree, it was not the Father. To make it the Father, it had to be catched. So I came out from the Father, he says, and I have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world, and I am returning, but really I am returning as the Father. So if you see me, then you see the Father. If you see me, you see the Father, that's what he tells you. When he comes out and comes into the Father, into this world, and assumes human nature, and then bears the fruit of the Father, he is the Father. And so he goes back, and he goes back as the Father. So here, I would have you, before you have the experience, dwell upon it and try to identify yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's really your true identity. Before you actually have the experience, identify yourself with it. Sleep in it just as though it was true. I woke this morning at three. And all things are symbols in our world. Your earthly father is a symbol of your heavenly father, the one that you're destined to be. But everything is a symbol. And it was shown me so clearly in a simple little thing like an umbrella. I was dwelling upon birth and the birth from above and how it's brought about. That man awakes within himself and then he is drawn out of himself. It's a reversal. Like something from the inside coming outside. And here is this umbrella. And then I saw the whole thing as though some wind had turned the thing inside out. But more than simply turning it up, it was a peculiar turning it inside out. And then I saw, that was only the first day, that death here after that happened, then physical death here is another turning inside out, and then is when the glory is seen. So you see, it's pulled inside out, and you know that you're born from within. And then you tell the story that you're born from above by being drawn from within yourself out, looking back at the little garment out of which you came. And then you still wear it, and you tell about it. And then when men call you dead, at that moment you are pulled again from within out. And then 
your whole glory is unfolded and you are the Father. You know why you are here that you are because you actually brought forth the Son that is the Son of God. But then at that very moment when they think you are dead, it's then that you really have come into your entire glory, radiating and reflecting the glory of God. So when we read, it was the will of the Father to bruise him. You would think, how could one who is God the Father have the will to bruise his Son, called Jesus Christ? It's because we don't quite understand the mystery of Jesus Christ. But you dwell upon it, as I've told you tonight. For all the little things that happen in your world, they have meaning. They all have meaning. Now, what I can see now, a little insert, that little incision into a stock. And then my mother carefully wrapping it. And then, in the fullness of time, it is feeding on the sap of that stock. But then, in the fullness of time, as it grows, there's a moment now for the bursting of the flower. And you're waiting eagerly to see the flower. And the flower is the flower of the tree from which it was taken and not the tree on which it is grafted. So Jesus Christ is grafted under human nature. He's not pretending that he's a man. He's not a precarious setup. He actually became man, human nature. That he could actually transform it and lift it up. And it grows into that which could give birth to the Son of God, which is David. Now, everyone is going to do it. I hope you are part of this thing. I hope I've made it clear. I can make it no clearer at the moment. If it should come tonight in some clearer manner, I will tell you the next time I take a better. For this in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Through him all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. And then the Word becomes flesh, and dwelt in us. It's translated among us. Forget it. I'm not denying that he is among us in those in whom he has awakened. But don't then turn out. If you think now he's among us and you turn to one in whom you believe and think now he's walking among us, you're going to miss the point. He dwells in us. He is still dwelling in us. And that in us is the grass. And then whatever you think of the one who has told you his story, you are going to have the identical story. But don't turn out and think in terms of another, but then you're going to turn and worship something on the outside. I cannot deny that it has happened in me. I do not deny that. But then if you turn to me as one on the outside that differs, who walks among us, you're going to miss the point. The preposition is in us. It's translated in all translations, why I don't know, but it actually is in us. 
but it translated among us, and he dwelt among us. The minute you hear that, you've got to start looking around. Where is he? And then someone was looking, there he is. He had the prince, but then you're going to start making an idol out of him, or our idol out of her. That's not the point. He, the word became flesh and dwelt. It's past tense. And dwelt in us. Well now, let the grass take place. The grass is taking place. And as it takes place in good time, in the fullness of time, he then sends his son into our heart calling father in the fullness of time. That is the flower coming out. And he stands before you. And here, you've always known it. But you didn't know it, you just to know it now. Because when you participated in the life of the tree of life, you were not aware of being the Father. All this was part of you. You were in a perfect, perfect state. But only through that bruising of you, by detaching you and sending you out to be attached to human nature, could you actually have the experience of being God the Father. So then you come out and you are attached to human nature and no one will tell you more than you know yourself what hell you have to go through. If you read that 53rd chapter you wonder how on earth could a God of love do it? And only a God of love could do it when he detaches his own blood, his own son and entrains him on the horror of human nature knowing that all the pain he's going to suffer for it was the will of the God to bruise him. And that all the bruising was for a purpose. And in the end, he is God himself. For in the end, there can be no more than God, the Father. So he takes us all together that he has chosen. Not all that he chooses. There were those who would not come out. For you'll read it carefully, and you'll see it was a voluntary act on the part of the bud. But no one took away my life, I laid it down myself. I had the power to lay it down and the power to lift it up again. If you read it carefully, you will see it was not someone grabbing the other one, as my mother took the bud without its consent. This was a consent on our part, but not all consented. The joy of remaining and participating in the life, in a perfect sense, in the tree of life, is still too great for all to consent. You and I consented. So when he gave himself, as you're told in the word, and when he made himself a sin offering, and I offer myself to redeem human nature. But to redeem it, I couldn't pretend I am human. I had to become human. I came right down into the state called humanity. I identified myself with it and wear a mask and they call it Neville. And I go through the world playing the part of Neville. And I can't pretend I am. I have to be every moment of my life just a man. Human beings. And then, as it grows, I am feeding first, I started feeding on the sap of human nature. 
until I continue and I grow. Then came that moment in time, 12 years ago this year, when it was time for the fruit to appear, and the fruit appeared. And then, over a period of 1260 days, it kept on appearing. And all that is said of my father, then I experienced, and I knew, the purpose of the detachment and being sent into human nature. Now share it with all those who also have been detached. Don't crow, don't brag about it, just tell it, for all are going to have the identical experience. And we all go back as the parents. We were not the parents when we came out. We were part of the tree of life, but not the parents. But after the trans, I would say transfer, not transformation, but the insertion into human nature, then we in turn became the parents. Then we'll read, in the end, go and say, I am the root, the scion of David and the offspring. I have brought forth the fruit. And yet here, now I truly am the scion of David. I didn't know it before. And then I brought forth out of humanity that which comes out of humanity. And it is David. Now, in the meanwhile, you take it from this point. The being of which, or of whom I speak, is real. I'm not speaking of some impersonal force. I'll develop it to the best of my ability on Monday night. But let me tell you now, that being is your own wonderful human imagination. The divine body of the Lord Jesus Christ it symbolizes that thing that was detached and sent into human nature. To assume human nature into his sacred being is your own wonderful human imagination. That is the being of whom I speak. And on Monday I'll try to my best to show you how I know. I know it's my experience and how we can actually put it into practice and why it is an actual body. It's not some intangible thing, it's a body. And they all try to touch that body to get a healing. If you call scripture correctly. And who has touched me? For virtue has gone out of me. And the crowd pressed upon him to touch the body. Or on Monday I'll try to show you what I mean by that body. How that body is so alive, it's so real, and that you can exercise it, and it actually produces results to the degree that you will exercise it, and believe in the reality of the body that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But tonight, you receive with meekness the implanted word. As a friend of mine again tonight, she said she was talking with a friend who sits next to her now. And she used one word embedded, and it struck a bell, and something happened. In me, while she was talking, I could only think of the word embedded. Well, again, all this is coming to the surface in all of us. Yes, he is embedded in all. He is engrafted. 
he actually buried and inserted into human nature. And while she was listening to her friends, one word arrested her attention, and it was the word embedded. And the other one, her father, who she knows that he did, symbolizing that which she's looking for, the cause of the phenomena of life, for that's the father. And he was only detached, he saw the veins detached. In some strange way, they're now regenerated, and the body is coming back to life, and she saw life moving in from the toes up. And the whole thing is moving. And finally he sits up and tells her that he isn't gay. And it's obvious that he's not gay. So they feared that nevermore would see their father, who was built in from eternity, within them. But at that moment in time, it returns. And the father returns. And the father is the individual when he has the experience of being father. And that father is David. That is, the son is David. He is the father of David. Well, you dwell upon it. And I must remind you time and again, what you heard tonight may seem not practical. May I tell you, that which is most profoundly spiritual is in reality most directly practical. If you cut this tonight, even though it seems not practical, and you put it into practice, all the programs in the world that offers you this scheme how to get rich, how to do this, and how to do that, it all fades into nothing compared to this. They touched him, and they got exactly what they wanted when they touched him. And he asked, who touched me? Well, I perceive virtue has gone out of me. And that virtue heals. Well, the healing need not be something physical, like a disease. It could be the healing of some financial distress. But something goes out. And what was now a sickness and sense of poverty is instantly healed if you touch that body. For that body is everything. It's the creative power of the universe. So tonight, if it seems profoundly spiritual and not practical, may I tell you, it is the most directly practical. If you know the being of whom I speak tonight, and what I'm trying to get over by using just a few passages of scripture, a few from John, the preserved of Isaiah, and one from the book of James. And then when we read that statement in Peter, and he starts off, first of all, he addresses it to the twelve tribes of the dispersion. And now he really begins it, blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whose great mercy we are born anew. to a great hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's severed, he's implanted, 
in us. But we are the one that was severed and implanted in human nature. Now our resurrection is our birth again, but this time moving back as God the Father. It's the Father's desire to get all of his sons equal to himself and that he is the Father, all must be Father. And then we all come up as God the Father and the only Son is the essence of the experience of being man. And the experience of being man is David, it's the very essence of it. For David is the symbol of humanity. When I pass through all the experiences, then in the end when I bear the fruit, it is David and he stands before me. And then I come to the end and they say he's dead. And that's when I am really, for the first time, fully awake as God the Father. Elevate your productivity and relaxation with SalGoodBooks.com. For $10 a month, access an exclusive selection of ad-free audiobooks. Perfect for listening during a break or commute. Enhance your listening experience at SalGoodBooks.com.